You're listening to Tailgate Country. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tailgate Country podcast. We're joined by another great guest. His name is Stephen Metz. He is from North Carolina, um, and he's yep. going to be joining us today. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? We're real good. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us here and excited to hear about uh, all, all you have here. So um, I'm just going to give you the floor to start. Tell us about your career, uh, maybe some okay. early influences. We just want to hear your story. Okay, man. Cool. So, uh, I was born in Florida. Um, and so I lived there for a little bit before I ended up moving to North Carolina. I started playing uh, piano when I was eight. And so I grew up playing in church. I started playing at my church when I was 13. Um, and played a little bit of everything, played some, uh, a lot of church music, played, uh, country music, rock music, even some like classical music and jazz, stuff like that. Um, I ended up uh, going to Florida State University to study music business, audio production, stuff like that before I moved to Nashville. Um, since I moved to Nashville, we've been kind of touring around, um, writing some music, releasing a little bit when we can. Um, so far, we've opened up for uh, Luke Combs, Billy Currington, Darius Rucker, uh, Marin Morris, Hardy, um, Travis Denning, uh, Rodney Atkins, and then uh, I, I left some people off there. I'm sorry, but uh, but yeah. So we uh, just put two new singles out this summer. We've got one more coming up on August uh, 28th that we're looking forward to. Um, besides that, that's kind of the that's kind of the fast version of it. Well, we'll, we'll expand on some of that because uh, boy, that was a pretty nice laundry list of artists you've opened <laughs> up for. Um, tell us about. Tell us about uh, maybe stories you have with them. Uh, have you gotten a chance to really meet any of them or speak with them? I haven't gotten – I've only gotten to meet Hardy because, you know, we're we're kind of at that – I guess I should say I'm kind of at that point still where, uh, you know, maybe like opening for me as being the first one on the lineup and then, you know, <laughs> they got two or three more before us. So, like, most of the time I get to just say hi to them, if anything. So I got to meet Hardy. I got to meet um, Travis Denning, um, but yeah, I didn't. Most of the time, I just saw him coming in, saw him leaving. So I'm trying not to get kicked out of Nashville too fast. So I'm trying not <laughs> to harass any of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, Hardy and Travis Denning, a couple of favorites of ours. We talk about Travis Denning, shoot, probably every other episode here. Yeah. Um, but that's now that they're nice guys too. I mean, I, I would like I said, I wish I could say more about them, but I just know that they're both nice guys, and obviously they've uh, got killer music and earned a lot of good things for himself. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, Even, I'm, I got a question, Brett, if I can jump in, please. Okay. Um, nice to meet you, Steven. Yeah, good so, to meet you too, man. Just a quick question that came to my head as you were talking just there. So I don't know if you follow sports at all, but in sports, you swap jerseys with someone when you meet them and stuff like that. Is there anything comparative to that in the music industry where like you get a guitar pick or, <laughs> you know, something like that? I know random question. It yeah. just came to my I've got, I've got guitar picks from most of them. Um, just because the players usually drop one at some point during the, during <laughs> the show. And so like, I, I, I don't tell anybody, but I always go back up on stage if I can, I like see what's left there. And so I've got, I've got a couple picks from people, but yeah, I, as far as something as important as a jersey, I, I guess the closest thing would be, I don't know, you get to go up and play someone else's guitar or something like that. Like, that's that's always a good time. So, 
pretty sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I think a, a lot of people that you mentioned, um, play for Carolina country fest. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you've gotten a chance to play that. I did. Yeah. So back in 2017, me and my guys, we did, we won a battle of the bands in Charlotte that was uh, sponsored through iHeart. And because of that one, we got to go on and uh, play Carolina Country Music Fest. We were in a lineup with Billy Currington, Darius Rucker, Luke Combs, um, and a couple other awesome artists that I, I can't really remember. It was a couple years ago at this point. But that one was cool just because, like, we, you know, we were really just getting our start at that point. Um, and so we won that battle of the bands. It was a couple different rounds. So we beat out some some really awesome musicians from – like the you know middle carolina areas to, to be there and it, it was a great feeling for us just because like we really earned our spot there you know we didn't have any we didn't have a publicist or, or a record label or management booking guy nobody pulling the strings behind you know behind the scenes for us so we uh we won the competition we got to do that um we earned our spot there and it, it was just it was a good feeling um we also got to play uh the nascar silver bullet bash as a result of that. So that's when we opened for Marin Morris. So NASCAR Silver Bullet Bash is like their, I guess, big opening party for the year. So uh, that, yeah, that was, that was probably the most fun I've had. Um, oh, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I'm, for sure. So, I mean, we've, one. we've talked about going down to the Carolina Country Fest a couple of times. Um, er, I you mean, I, I have Sierra Church. <laughs> yeah, I think that, so it got pushed back this year um it's supposed to be in september i was i was gonna be there um but uh it's it's pushed back september now if i'm right they got eric church luke combs brothers osborne maybe john party were on it i don't know if that's still true just because of the reschedule but i dude, it's a phenomenal festival if you ever get the chance to go yeah i, I think i've heard of brian you've heard a few of those people right they just mentioned um, for the kids yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. when i listen to those random playlists on spotify they'll occasionally <laughs> <laughs> so when we when we got to play we got artist passes so we could just kind of like walk around backstage like they would just let us in and for in 2017 it was like right about when luke combs was really starting to blow up i think hurricane had gone number one at that point and they probably booked him for it you know i don't know eight months to a year in advance so when they booked him probably quite a few people knew who he was but by the time we actually played that thing everybody knew who he was so we got to go back there and kind of see their load in and he's uh i've gotten to see him backstage twice now and my favorite thing about him is just he's extremely real like the the guy you see on stage is him like the backstage he's just sitting there kind of playing cornhole with his fiance just being being the guy with the like the solo cup, he just carries that around with him all the time. I thought it was a prop. I thought it was just like a, a I'd be honest with you, I thought it was just a gimmick until I just saw him now twice backstage just walking around with it like it's just normal life for him. So yeah, it, it it's kind of a cool experience. And they had an open bar back there for us, which kind of got the better of us that night. But uh you have that. That's what it's for. I'd, yeah, right. I'd, I'd kind of be ashamed if you said that it didn't get the better of you or, you know, we, we had like one or two, but you know, we, we kept it easy. Oh, no. I can't, can't do that at all. It, it got the better of us for sure. We had a show <laughs> in Virginia the next day. It was supposed to be our first time playing that venue. And uh, we, we play there a lot now, but uh, we, uh, 
we had some mechanical issues and I had to call the the booking guy and tell him that we were going to show, we were going to be there late. And so the day after Myrtle beach, we were like, we, we were feeling like Kings, you know, cause we just like, like I said, earned our spot there, had a blast, got to hang out backstage with a bunch of really cool guys and see some, you know, a level artists just hanging out backstage. And so we felt like we were on top of the world. Um, we had some, I think, mechanical issues, like I said, and we're going to be late to the venue. We drove all the way up to Virginia about six hours the next day and we showed up and there was another band on stage. And, uh, the, it turns out there had been a miscommunication and we'd essentially gotten double booked. Um, and so it, uh, it, it, <laughs> we, we got slapped back down real fast. So we got about, I don't know, 12 hours of feeling like we were on top of it right before just dragged us right back down so ups and downs of being in the music business i guess that's fascinating i everybody talks about like they're good uh like they're great experiences but very rarely do we hear about like the like you know what that really sucked all right yeah. dude i got if you want some of those i got plenty of them we, I could, if you want negative experiences i've had i mean i've got good ones too but like i can be the guy that has all the negative experience for you for sure a couple weeks ago uh, back in november we opened for Rodney Atkins again in Virginia. Just I have a lot of weird stuff happen in Virginia. And I ended up losing the band for about 14 hours, I think. And, uh, yeah, so they, uh, they were gone. I had to call the cops. We got separated after, after, after the show. Um, I had booked us a hotel. And the hotel, since everybody was in town for the Rodney Atkins show, the hotel had been overbooked. So when the guys left to go to the hotel, they had no room to check in because the hotel had basically given our room away. And so everybody, again, had kind of been drinking a little bit. So we got <laughs> separated. And I didn't find them until about 2 p.m. the next day, and I was kind of freaking out. Um, but everybody was safe. They weren't at the police station, which is good. Nobody got in trouble. So, you know, it's whatever. They were mad at me, so they weren't picking up their phones is basically what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was on purpose. That's great. That's great. Well, question that I always have, I, um, I live in a relatively a small town outside of Cleveland. We host the uh, county fair every year, right, right in my backyard pretty much. And I always find it interesting when we have these big names come to my town and, you know, they're, they're touring all over the country and they talk about, oh, we spent the day here and, you know, I'm from Medina. You spent the day in Medina exploring the town. So I read that you, you know, you perform at fests and fairs often. So when you go to these small towns across the country, do you, do you take time to explore the town? Do you go explore the fair? What's your favorite fair food? It, it depends. If we can, we do. So, uh, you know, every once in a while we'll get the chance to play like two nighters in one town. So, you know, like we'll have an entire day to ourselves but a lot of the times you know I try to I try pretty hard to keep us routed so everybody's working as much as possible and we can play as much as we can so a lot of times what it looks like is we'll play somewhere you know until 1 in the morning and then we'll have to load everything out and be done by three and then back on the road at you know nine or ten the next morning but when we have the opportunity to you know kind of like play the festival shows like you're talking about which obviously end a lot sooner um, I, I tend to be honest with you. I tend to be kind of, kind of a, a high stress guy. You know, I just, 
anxious. I don't have a tour manager, so it's on me. So when the show's done, I'm ready to just, you know, like decompress back to the hotel. But my guys are kind of party animals. So I just basically <laughs> say, like, as long as you don't die, I'll see you in the morning. Like, you guys go do whatever you want. But uh, we played Memphis Italian Fest back, I don't know, two, two years ago, maybe. Um, and they had fried ravioli. Cause it was all, it was just a big Italian food festival. Um, I think they had high Valley was the headliner for that one, but they, uh, they had just a ton of the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. And you just go tent to tent and they all knew us cause they, we just played on stage. So we just went around and they gave us all kinds of stuff. But the best one was fried ravioli. We still talk about that. It was good, man. Bro, we got, we got to make that trip. To Memphis for fried ravioli. Do you remember <laughs> whose fried ravioli it was? I don't. Sorry. We'll find That's it. We'll, so we'll go. We'll go uh, joint to joint. We'll find it. <laughs> but I know you, you said you were from Ohio. Um, we play. I, I just play acoustic and put in bay. Like a couple oh, yeah. times in the summer. I don't know if you guys know anything about that place, but yeah, that it's place, uh, that place is wild. Cedar Point is really popular in our area. Cedar Point at Sandusky yeah. is right around the corner from Put in Bay. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's where yeah. everyone goes on the weekends. I'm from Cleveland, so that's about an hour 15 away from Putin Bay. And yeah. uh, great place. Great place to just definitely <laughs> golf carts only. You can't bring your car over. Yeah, right. <laughs> definitely Dude, say y'all, North. Y'all scare me up there sometimes with, with that stuff. It's a little too much for me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a quiet guy. I like, I like party and all that stuff, but I've seen some things up there. That's There's where you're definitely see some. Things. There's some great venues in Northeast Ohio, though, as, as you travel more and more and go more places. I'm, I'm sure we'll see you someplace around here. It's, yeah, I don't know okay. where it ranks on the list of country music, but Northeast Ohio is one. It's up there. Yeah, I, I'm excited to, to, like, we've slowly been expanding into the Midwest for a little bit. So I'm from North Carolina. So, you know, I've, I've done North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, all that stuff, and we've we've gone into the Midwest a little bit. Like I said, I play in Ohio a couple times a summer, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, but we haven't really started playing those areas a lot. So if you have recommendations for me, I'd love to check some of them out. Fort Worth, yeah. Texas, that's my recommendation. <laughs> that's that's where I'll be. I'll be living in about. Two, I currently live in Austin, living moving up to Fort Worth in about two weeks. Um, but great that's, music yeah, scene down here. It's it's tough though because Georgia's kind of the same way. Texas and Georgia, they just love Texas and Georgia, and they love anybody from Texas and Georgia, and they love musicians from Texas and Georgia. But they're, it's kind of it's kind of hard scene to break in just because they're so they're so passionate about people from their area. But you know, if they ask me to, I'd love to go down there. You're not yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, but you know, that's kind of the reason we do this podcast. We have a pretty substantial Texas listening crowd um yeah. so say hello to some texas people i don't know if we have i don't think we have people that book things but you never know who's gonna listen yeah um, I, love to check it out. I don't look good in a cowboy hat though I, i've tried it <laughs> my, my grandma said my grandma said you're a country singer so you have to have this so she bought me like a, like a jason aldean like generic cowboy hat it literally says jason aldean inside it <laughs> and i tried to wear it and I, I can't pull it off at all so i'll have to find something else well, I do want to talk about um, one of those places that you talked about playing in, um, and it's my favorite city in the entire country. Uh, Brian is probably up there for you. Our third guy who's uh, MIA at a golf league tonight, Hunter. Uh, it's his favorite city in the country, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. 
Like there's just no place that beats it. Um, and you get to perform on Broadway, like the top of Broadway, like the bars that everybody wants to play. What's that like? Uh, it's, it's stressful and it's fun. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of the, those sets for people that don't know, like they're, you're playing for four hours straight and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. You know, you get, uh, a lot of the same requests and, you know, people ask for the same kind of stuff, but you know, there's, there's, like you said, there's a, there's an energy there that you just don't get other places. And, and the people that go down there, like they're, really there to party and hear you sing you know it's not just a place that they casually go on a Saturday night like they're there because they want to hear you play and like they're typically very locked in and invested in it and you know I've almost gotten punched a couple times but you know it gets it gets rowdy down there but the the venues for the most part treat us really really well you know I'm everybody's had bad experiences but uh the venues we're playing um like we we play old red a good bit we play wild horse a lot um uh i was playing valentine for a good minute there and and just the people there are really nice uh the sound guys there know what they're doing so it's it's a lot of fun so well then walk us through uh this is probably a tough one but uh walk us through a day when you're you know the end of your night is performing at let's just say old red right so take us from the time you wake up to the time that's all over okay every i mean every day's different that's that's one of the things that that i struggle with just because i'm a a pretty organized individual but uh you know the the everything being different every day kind of is a struggle for me but i try and just block my time hourly so i make sure i try and do two hours of booking two hours of writing um an hour of guitar practice, an hour of keys practice. Um, right now I'm, I'm working. So I just started playing keys for a guy named Larry Fleet. Um, he's, uh, he's signed with Big Loud, um, which is Jake Owen, Morgan Wallen, Hardy's record label. Um, and so I just started playing with keys for him recently. So I'm working through a lot of his stuff right now, but typically get up, uh, my day's kind of switched. So, in, you know, like I said, I'll be playing until late. So, um working all the way up until I go to bed so I kind of switch it around so I'll have like my coffee and my downtime in the morning um and then like I said I'll I'll have those things that I block time aside for and then you know two hours before I have to go I'll just get through make sure everything's got batteries make sure the guitars have new strings print out set lists for the guys warm up my voice and and go you know it's, it's not really complicated well we uh we know Larry Fleet hunter introduced me to him um he's such a good dude i was gonna say what's what's he like tell me about him he is uh he's he's the man he's one of the most genuine guys that i think i know he's funny as hell he's uh he's just a funny dude like i I don't know if you guys follow him on instagram but like he's got this like health nut thing that that he's trying to do where he's uh he's like biking 15 miles a day or something like that's what he says at least but uh, everything he says is funny. The thing that that struck me about him the most, like when, because we have, I haven't gotten to play a show with him yet, just because I signed on with him right before, like he, like right right before coronavirus hit. So we did one rehearsal. We had some shows coming up, and then everything got canned. But the thing that struck me about him the most when when I first like 
met him, started practicing with him, is like this dude has a clearer grasp on like who he is and what he wants to sound like and what his influences are than any artist that I like know personally. You know what I'm saying? Um, he uh, he just has he, he's got a really true sense of himself and his music is really satisfying to play because it's so different and there's um there's a lot of like old school r&b and soul and and just old school influences in it combined with the new country and the bluegrass so learning it you know i had to like dig into some ray charles and stuff like that and, and learn like a lot of the, the just the intricacies of playing piano and, and organ like that so uh you know if you guys are listening and haven't checked out his music he's i'd highly recommend it he's he's the man and he uh you know he's working i think a construction management job before before he got connected with jake owen and he's a family man has a kid and a wife and uh is just a really hard worker and so like he's earned everything that he's got and he's uh you know he, he deserves everything he deserves the world so y'all check him out if you haven't i second that yeah he's he's also just a good dude very cool when uh you're talking a little bit on broadway how you get a lot of requests for songs and a lot of the same requests so i guess you know what are the requests that you get most commonly and then uh you know who's your favorite artist to cover on your go-to songs okay yeah so after all these years i would have thought that wagon wheel like that was so cliche that it would not like it would die out at some point that it would die out at some point but i'll be damned if it hasn't like i still get requests for wagon every time and the crazy thing about it is i cannot sing it without lyrics in front of me so like as many times as i've had to sing it i've never gotten through it without lyrics i just mix up all the verses and stuff like that um i get a lot of kane brown which i i don't know a whole lot of kane brown um I also have a lot of like, I don't, I don't know if you guys were in fraternities or anything like that. I was in a fraternity, so I can't judge them too much, but I get a lot of like frat guys that want to try and stump me, you know, and they're <laughs> like, you know, like, like, can you play some cross Canadian ragweed? And I'm like, no, it, you know, <laughs> it's not the right time for that. Like I'm trying to keep a room of people entertained. Like I, you know, I love, I love Tyler Childers, but some Tyler Childers songs are just not appropriate for the party scene. So, you know, um, but yeah, so that's, that's that. I, I, my favorite to cover is I, I love Eric church and maybe that's a little cliche too, but like, how can, how can you not love that stuff? Eric I'm church. Sure comes, yeah. I actually, I like a lot of Keith Urban stuff too. So those are my Lots favorite. Of requests. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to me, like, how kind of low-key that song really is, but people get into it. So we'll, we'll end sets with that a lot of times. Yeah, my dog's heard a lot of um, Eric Church. I don't sing in front of others, so <laughs> but go-to go has to be Eric Church. I mean, just come on. Like, greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah, gotta so be. <laughs> gotta yeah. be. You, you don't love America if you don't love some Eric Church. <laughs> um, all right, so – you said that you um, went to Florida State. You studied yes. the music business. So yeah. I guess do a little what if with us um, or compare something that is to isn't. Um, anyway, if you didn't major 
in music business, how do you think you would have done things differently or how did studying music business help you do things differently? If that makes sense. That was a yeah. really poorly worded question. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Um, so what, what I did get out of it was, you know, coming out of college, like a lot of the, the, the first recording that I ever put up on Spotify, like I, I did a lot of it myself, you know, I, I had a producer that helped me, but I've tracked a lot of stuff. You know, um, I do a lot, like I do most of my own audio video work. Um, the last, the, the three singles that we released over the summer were produced by a guy named Sal Oliveri. So, you know, I saved up enough money to get somebody that really knew what they were doing to uh, record those for me. But, you know, it's uh, the music business stuff and the, and the audio tech stuff that I learned is helping me work through some of the like technical aspects of, of working with Larry just because you know he's at the level now where he's really trying to put on a great show so you know I'm kind of working we're all everybody in the band is working really hard on it but you know we're uh we're using some of that knowledge to like really put on a on a, on a killer live show with him um I've always been able to communicate with producers and sound guys like effectively what I what I'm looking for um as far as what I'd do differently, I mean, honestly, there, there are guys who don't even go to college and move to town and have four extra years of just being in town early and uh, getting to know people. And, you know, the reality, the reality of a music education is that besides the, like the, the direct teaching part, the voice lessons, piano lessons, whatever it is, like, all that information is available online. So if you hustle enough, like you can learn, you can teach yourself how to play guitar, teach yourself how to run a soundboard, teach yourself how to do audio production. Like it's, it's all there. It's not as easy since you don't have somebody actively showing you how to do it. But you know, I, I I'm not saying that I would have moved straight to town. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the journey that I took, but a lot of people benefit a whole lot from it. So maybe there's something to it. And just a note, um, you mentioned uh, Sal Oliveri. He's a producer that has worked with Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, yep. Garth Brooks, Kenny Chesney, Carrie Underwood. The list goes on. Um, oh, yeah. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty legitimate dude right there to be working with. Yeah, I mean, I needed some high-powered guy to make me sound good, right? So, um, but, uh, yeah, he, he was uh, – he's the man. He has a way – he's been doing it for 20-something years. And like you said, he's worked with some great guys. So, he really knew how to – uh, pull the good stuff out of me. Um, and he's so professional that if I'm screwing something up or I'm not doing something right or something needs to be changed, like he knows how to say it in a non-inflammatory way. Um, and he really knows how to, how to dig into who you are and who you like and what you want to sound like and, and bring out the best in people. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Um, and I'm hoping to work with him again sometime soon. Yeah, that's a cool one. I like that. Yeah. I like that. We had great guys that, that were in the studio with us too. Uh the guy who played all the guitars on there, he was his name was Danny Raider. He's Keith Urban's guitar player. Um the bass player is uh his name's Jacob Lowry. He plays bass for Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. So just you know, he Sal has great friends and, and great coworkers and so he'll uh he'll do a great job for you and he knows how to get people who do great work. So it was good working with him. That's great. That great stories. Um, for next question, so touring yeah. around, touring around the country, growing up in these different areas, I guess tell that how that 
how that shaped the sound that you're trying to bring out into your music. Um, yeah. Kind of how, what guided that? Gotcha. So my dad is from Memphis and my mom's from Mississippi. She's from a town called South Haven, which is like right below the Tennessee line. So it's maybe 30 minutes outside of Memphis. So my mom and my dad both grew up on a lot of blues and a lot of Southern rock. So, you know, growing up like Garth Brooks, Leonard Skinner and BB King were like just things. My dad loves Stevie Ray Vaughan too, which isn't technically Memphis blues, but you know, uh, those were the things that we were always listening to growing up for the longest time. Um, I ended up, like I said, we moved to North Carolina and I just kind of fell in love with bluegrass and country gospel music and, and Appalachian roots music. So, you know, guys like Doc Watson, um, they, and, and Ralph Stanley, like they just kind of took all of these bluegrass songs that had been floating around in the mountains for forever. And, and they just, you know, a lot of the work that those guys were doing back then wasn't even writing new music. It was just, you know, distilling all of the music culture that was already in those areas, just distilling it down and putting it out. Um, and so I fell in love with, uh, with Roots music. And, um, you know, obviously I'd gotten, I'd been listening to country, just mainstream country for a while. So what I've been hoping to do is try and put a little bit of that all together into something that makes sense. Makes sense. And I think we got time for about one more question. Um, okay. and then before you get out of here, we're going to have you promote the heck out of yourself. So everybody knows where to find you. Um, but okay. my last question is for you. Um, tell us about this new release that's coming up. Okay. So, uh, on August 28th, we're dropping our last single of the summer. It's called Charlotte has you. Um, it's, I wrote it. It's been around for, I think two, three years, something like that. Um, I wrote it about a girl who I've not talking to anymore um my girlfriend's listening to me right now so <laughs> giving me a she's giving me an angry look she she doesn't like this song um for that reason alone but um i have been sitting on this song for forever um i've always wanted to put it out there and never got the chance but i uh, i wrote it with my friend kelly seidel who's also from charlotte north carolina um and it's just uh, about something I was going through at the time, um, you know, being on the road and kind of having the thought of somebody in the back of your mind um, for a while. So, um, like I said, I've been wanting to put it out for a while. Got together with Sal. He, like I said, knows how to put the right people to the task. So uh, we got it done, finished it up about January, I think, and uh, it's ready to go and can't wait for it. We so also can't I'll wait be, for it. Yeah, I'll be putting up a link, uh, a pre-save link, actually probably sometime in the next two, three days. So sweet. Looking forward to it. Well, you're going to have to take uh, your first proceeds from that song, first money in your pocket from that song and go buy a girlfriend dinner with it. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I, I might've gotten myself in a little trouble tonight. But she, <laughs> no, she's, she's pretty understanding. She's pretty understanding. She's, she's a bum. That's, well, that's the key right there. <laughs> Before yeah. you get out of here, um, Tell everybody where they can find you, social media, stream platforms. Okay. And again, one last chance to really let everybody know what they can do to uh, listen to you. Okay. Yeah. So uh, once again, my name's Steven Metz, S-T-E-V-E-N. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got a YouTube channel working on it. So I would love for some more YouTube subscribers if you guys just feeling click happy. Um, but uh, anyways, like I said, uh, 
Charlotte Has You comes out on August 28th. You can find other songs that I have on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. And uh, I'm a little behind on my Instagram DMs right now, but uh, please feel free to send me one of those. I'd love to talk to anybody. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Stephen, for joining us today. Uh, been a lot of fun. I love hearing the stories. Um, and thank you for bringing the bad ones to us, too. Those, yeah, <laughs> those are sometimes that. just as interesting. You just let me know next time you guys want to talk. I'll write them all down, just condense them. So uh, I, I got loads of them. Loads oh, for sure. Them. And uh, next time you play the Carolina Country Fest, we'll be there. We'll Sounds be there good. for sure. All right, Stephen, all right. thanks again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya.